Um, we're going to look at Colossians chapter 1, and you don't need to pull out your Bible. I have the verse up here for you. Um, and I just briefly want to look at this as we head into this vision meeting. We're just planning, we're planning on going from 6 to 7, uh, covering some of the bases of what's happened and where we're going. Um, this vision meeting was planned out since before uh, we even started in September. And if you notice in our community group schedule, we took a break to do a service project, taking a break to do a vision meeting, and then we'll take another break in December for a Christmas party. So Colossians 1.18, just prior to this verse, um, we hear about how Christ is king over redemption or over the world, over creation. It talks about how all of creation is made through Christ and all of it is for Christ. And then Paul moves on to talk about how Christ is the king over redemption as well. And that's what we're going to look at here in Colossians 1.18. And we're just going to look at this one verse. Uh, so let me read it to you, and then we'll kind of pull it apart. And he, being Jesus, is the head of the body, the church. He's the beginning, the firstborn from the dead, that in everything he might be preeminent. Let's pray. Lord God, your word is good. Every verse is good. Every verse is dripping with grace and truth and glory. pray you would reveal it to us right now. In Jesus' name, amen. So this verse is a good reminder to us that the head of the church is not Peter. The head of the church is not the Pope. The head of the church isn't even the pastor, right? The head of the church is Jesus. And the head of Jacob's Well Church is Jesus. The head of the universal church is Jesus, which is such good news. We're told later in Colossians 2.19, and I'll read it to you, that Jesus is the one who nourishes the church, brings us together in unity, and grows us in our relationship with God. Colossians 19 says this, And not holding fast to the head, which is Christ, from whom the whole body, nourished and knit together through its joints and ligaments, grows with a growth that is from God. And so Christ is the means by which Jacob's well grows, both numerically but in the depth of our knowledge and understanding of God and the gospel and our love for Christ, God is the one who does all of those things. And as a church, we are desperately dependent on Jesus for any type of growth. Um, that verse here, Colossians 1.18, the middle of it says, He is the beginning, the firstborn from the dead. When it talks about Jesus being the firstborn uh, from the dead, it doesn't mean that uh, at one time, Jesus didn't live. Uh, but Jesus lived, and as we know, he died on the cross, and he rose from the dead. And because of that, all of us are joined with him who trust in Christ. And we, too, raised from the dead, that we were spiritually dead to God, but now that we are, we are alive to God because of our relationship with Christ. And then it goes on to tell us what the main purpose of our salvation the main purpose of the churches, and it says that in everything, Christ might be preeminent. What that literally means is that Christ would be first, would be the first one for all of our life, for our church, that Christ is first in rank, in dignity, in enjoyment, in honor, in power, in affection, 
that he would be the one that we serve, he would be the one that we worship, but he's the one that runs the church as well. And so Christ is the head of the church. A while back, I went to a church planning conference, and I may have mentioned this before, but um, the, uh, the figures that, the, the, I think Kurt shared this at one time, but the typical figures is for a church plant, it takes about four years to get to about 100 people, is about the traditional view. And by God's grace, we, had, we have about 100 people right now. And we were, I was at this church planning conference, and this pastor who was a church planner at one time and is now in charge of this big church down in Illinois said, man, that's kind of crazy what's happening up in Green Bay. Why, why do you think things have gone so well up there? And you know, in my own prideful heart, I'm trying to think of all the good things I've done and how, what a captivating guy I am and handsome and athletic and how my foosball skills has rallied the people together. And a good scene. Well, that, that we all know is not true. But, um, you know, really, it's, it's, it's such a pride check when someone asks you something like that. And, uh, but according to this verse right here, what we see is the real answer is Jesus. Jesus is the reason why anything goes good in this church. Jesus is the reason why we gather together. Jesus is the purpose of us gathering together. We gather together not so that you will necessarily be edified, though that happens. We don't do it necessarily so that the lost will be reached, although that happens as well. The primary purpose we get together is to worship God, to worship Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. That's why we gather together. And so everything is because of Jesus. And as we gather and we think about what God has done and where God is taking us, we want to keep our focus on Christ. So let's pray again just for this meeting. Lord God, um, we come to you and we pray that as we look at the successes of Jacob's Well Church, Lord, that you would receive praise, that we would know that it's only because of you that there's any redemption in our lives. It's only because of you that there's any freedom in our lives. It's only because of you that anybody gathers together for community group, for worship, for ladies' study, for any of these things, Lord. And you deserve all glory and honor and praise because of it, Lord. At the same time, God, we pray that as we look at maybe what are some weaknesses, some areas that we can grow as a church, Lord, that again, we would look to Jesus, the one who is the backbone of the church, the one who is the head of the church, Lord. It's all about you, Jesus. Thank you. In your name we pray. Amen. Okay, we have, um, as a uh, leadership team, we gather together uh, just about every week, and we talk about a lot of the things that's happening in the church, a lot of the directions we're going, a lot of praises, prayer requests, things like that, but we don't necessarily bring everyone into it like we would like. And so this is an opportunity for us to catch everyone up on what's happening at Jacob's Well, uh, things that we don't get to communicate on a Sunday morning. And so the thing I'd like to start out with um, is how have you seen God's blessing at Jacob's Well? I want to talk about how God has blessed Jacob's Well, but I want to hear from you guys. What are ways that you have seen God bless Jacob's Well? Or bless you through Jacob's Well? Nobody, okay. <laughs> What's that? Absolutely. This place to worship, Absolutely. 
Okay, good. Neighbor, friends, connecting women's Bible study, church. But we'll take two more. Nina. Excited to go to church. That's awesome. That's very cool. One more. Lynn? Freedom from religion. Okay. Lynn? Praise God. Learning. Good. Learning about God's Word. That's great. Um, there are some things that uh, when we first started gathering together to plan out Jacob's Well, it was uh, Mark, Ryan, and I uh, at Atlanta Bread Company, which no longer exists. And we would meet impartially because of us because we were so mad. We'd be sitting out there at 6 a.m. They wouldn't open the doors and we were freezing. And so Mark's like, that's enough. We're going someplace else. And Panera opened up, and it was beautiful. But during that time, we put together what we call philosophy of ministry, which is basically what are the goals of the church? What are we doing? You see all the core values. If you went through membership class, you went through that philosophy of ministry. And I just want to point out a couple of the goals because um, what we did with that philosophy of ministry is we basically set out our BHAGs, our big, hairy, audacious goals, things that would exceed our expectations. And in many ways, God has exceeded even our BHAGs. And we were so, we're so excited about God's provision, and it's fun to share these things. Um, I'll just share four of them or five of them with you here, but there's certainly more. Uh, the goal is, these goals were set in September 2009. Uh, that's what it says up there, and then it says fulfillment of the goal on the right-hand side. The first was to form a worship team in the spring of 2010, and God provided the Steger family. You can put on both sides, that's fine. God provided this, the Steger family, which is an awesome provision for us, um, a real blessing for a church plant to have them here and helping. Uh, secondly, is that we had the goal of gathering 70 people to start public worship service in September 2010. Now, September would have been two months ago now, right? Um, but by God's grace, we were able to start it back in March 2010, and so six months ahead of schedule. Uh, and then our goal, this one was kind of funny, I forgot about this one, is that our goal is to form at least two community groups by September 2010. And currently, by God's grace, because of Jesus, we have five community groups up and going strong. Uh, also, we had a goal of starting LAMP Seminary in fall of 2012. A few weeks back, we had a LAMP, LAMP Seminary sort of educational, hey, if you're interested in LAMP, come to this. And we had about a dozen folks show up. And we're hoping to start in fall of 2011, next year. Finally, we see uh, we're hoping to start a second Jacobswell campus in 2016, which is five years off. And we'll discuss this more, but plans are underway to start a second Jacobswell campus in the Appleton area in the near future. And so it's amazing to see how God has just so richly blessed us. So what I want to do now is I want to take an opportunity to go over some of the Sunday morning ministries. And really, we don't have the opportunity to talk about these things very often because we don't have a Sunday school class. And so I'm going to have the different folks from the different ministry come up and just share a little bit about the Sunday morning volunteer uh, schedule, uh, the duties that you're called to do. And the purpose of it is both for them to share what's going on, but also if there's areas where we need to improve, for them to share that as well. And so I'll start with Trish and the children's ministry. And if you would stand right here, because this is being videotaped for those who could.